We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. What up? Happy Wednesday. Man, this is going to go two ways for Tom Brady, and I don't really see a middle ground here. This is either going to be the long goodbye, the superstar who has the mediocre season and just sort of fades out, doesn't really affect his legacy, but just sort of goes out with a whimper. Last year, Brett Favre in Minnesota. Something like that. All right. Or, or yeah. this is the turnaround where we look back and say, remember when the Bucks were 3-3 three and three and Brady skipped out on the walkthrough to go to Robert Kraft's mm. secret surprise wedding and we all piled on him and former quarterbacks now are piling on him that he looks like he's not into this, that he's feeling like a superstar or acting like a superstar rather and getting preferential treatment. And this is one of the big turnarounds like a la Deflategate where he ends up holding the trophy at the end despite the terrible wow. beginning to the season. Oh, Holding the trophy at the end. Well, it's that Tom feels, Brady. That's the well, bar. So you're telling me the only two options are that it's a non-playoff year or a trophy. Because it sure feels like similar to last year where they're right in the mix of a crowded NFC. What do you think Tom Brady would say? Do you think he's measuring success by going to the divisional no, series? I, I think he aspires to be a Super Bowl. But I think the Bucks are 3-3. Three and three. Their schedule gets really easy. I think they're going to be 11-6. and six. I'm so bad with the math. And they're going to be right in... Who's distinguished himself? Why are people counting out Tom Brady? Like, that's the oldest mistake in sports media. You never want to do it. And why would you do it this year? Tom Brady's top five in passing yards. The Bucks are three and three, a close three and three. They're clearly going to take off on a winning streak here. There's nothing to worry about, Tom. I don't see what all the... I know you get headlines as a former quarterback to rip Tom Brady, but come on. How could, how could this team not be good? Okay, well... Ask yourself, do you think that Ben Roethlisberger is doing this for the headline? Or do you oh. think he's saying this because it's just actually what he observed watching the Bucks lose to the Steelers on Sunday? It didn't look like he wanted to be out there. Mm. I mean, maybe it was the pressure that, and he was getting hit and, the you know, whatever was going on. And I remember I, I, at one point I looked down there, I was like, there's no way he's enjoying this. Mm. No way. Maybe, uh, you know, but I, and I, so I was up there like – just I was enjoying being up there watching the game, yeah. but um, it just didn't look fun to him. That was on the football and with Ben Roethlisberger podcast. You think he was saying that to get a headline to get clicks? I think no, he was I, at the game and saw Tom Brady looking miserable. Yeah, because they lost the off. game to the Steelers. I mean, of course he was miserable. It was not a fun time, but if they win that game, he's fine. Also, all right, Big Ben's our source on Tom Brady. Wait, hold on one second. Yeah. Do you fault Brady at all for that loss, though? Because you can't just say that, yeah, it was no fun because he looked like he was losing. Brady was part of that loss. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's because he went to Robert Kraft's secret wedding. I, he was just part of the loss. When they're about to go for the game-tying two-point conversion, yep. Brady couldn't do it. Mr. Receiver. I mean, they got batted away. I, I think it was a fluky loss. I'm not going to count. Honestly, I think you're making too big a deal of this loss. And I think Big Ben is making too big of a deal of it. It's just, you know... It's a long season. It was a close game. Right now, the Bucks are not great. But they, they, you know they're going to get better. I, to answer your original, it's a, yes, I do think this is a turning point. I think Tom Brady's doing this without practicing. Can you imagine what they're going to be like? He's, when he's not act- practicing because of his own yeah. reasons. And he's still really good. He's arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Can you imagine what he's going to be like when he practices? He's going to be unstoppable. Did you recognize any of those Steelers defensive players? Because T.J. Watt wasn't there. Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't there. This was a bunch of no-names that took Brady down. Yeah. Add add in a little practice, get a little healthier. It's it's going to be great. Okay, there's more. Here's 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was talking about the mentality. And before you say, oh, salty Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'll ask you, it doesn't seem like he's saying this for the clicks or to promote Amazon. Well, can you find Think a quarterback really? who's, who hasn't lost 100 games to Tom Brady to comment on Tom Brady? Is there anyone who hasn't gotten killed by him a How million times? How about this? Five years ago, I don't even think these quarterbacks say anything bad about Brady. This is how things have turned because they're just calling it like they see it. Nobody else in the NFL is getting that privilege to go to a, a buddy's wedding. You know, if anybody gets a pass, it's him because, yes. you know, he's widely considered the greatest of all time. And it's almost like he did the Bucks a favor by coming back. You know, right. I'll, I'll come back under my own terms. Okay, that was Ryan Fitzpatrick talking on the Bill Simmons podcast. I, I didn't think that was an axe to grind. I think that's just Ryan Fitzpatrick calling it like he sees it. And I kind of agree. Brady did seem like it was like, I'm doing you a favor by coming back, totally. but I want a couple things. I Maybe, allegedly, I don't want Bruce Arians on the sideline anymore, right? I want this and that. And now he's got it, and the results so far are 500. Right, but I feel like this is such a classic Tom Brady situation where those two guys are going to end up eating their words on Tom Brady, just like everybody else who's ever doubted the man. And they're kind of set up for success here. This, the division's a disaster, they, they pr- have a pretty easy path to the playoffs. And then that's all you can ask for in today's NFL for Tom Brady is to get in. Yeah, they're not going to dominate like the first year when he's in Tampa Bay. I think he just wants to be in the mix, have one more shot. And I just think these guys are sort of discounting what Brady usually does. Wait, hold on. Be in the mix, one more shot. That, that's not how we, that's not how Tom Brady is defining himself. That's not the well, standard that he's setting. Be in the mix. Tom Brady is in this only for the rings. I mean, to be honest, like you look at what's going on in his personal life from what we tell from the media reports, none of us are there in the middle of his marriage. But it looks like football may have been one of the reasons, at least one of the reasons yeah. why this thing fell apart in his personal life. He better love it. He better still be into it. I mean, think of how much he's now sacrificing, allegedly sacrificing, just to be out there with this Bucks team that went and lost to the crappy Steelers. Yeah, but if you tell, told Tom Brady before the season, listen, obviously the Bucks are not a runaway favorite to win the Super Bowl, but I'll tell you right now, you're going to be in the divisional round in a week NFC, and you're going to have a shot. Would you take that? I don't know. I think that he's oh, in it for it the is... Super Bowls. Right, no, but that's a good enough a shot. Oh, he I would... thought you meant lose in the division. No, no, no. Sign up for if I, said, I said, Tom, I don't know how good your team is right now, but I'll get you into that playoff mix. And you'll have one more shot to avenge what happened against the Rams last year. He def- You know Tom Brady. No, he I... definitely would have done it. That's the best you can hope for because right now in today's NFL, there, there really isn't a, an easy path to the Super Bowl. He knows it. I mean, every every playoff is a crapshoot. So I think he wants to be in that mix. I, I know what you're saying. That's not how you think of Tom Brady. No. But this year, listen, just get in at 11 and 6, and Tom Brady's going to be very dangerous. Okay, let's also match up Tom Brady's own words and see if this is, is feels like his actions. So this was his most recent Let's Go podcast. He was talking with Kevin Durant, and he was talking about the sort of mentality you need for a season. I almost look at like a football season like you're going away on deployment yeah, in the military. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, here I go again. And there's only one way to do it. And I think you can really only be authentic to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you may say, oh, man, I want to, you know, make sure I spend a little more time doing this during the season. When it comes down to it, your competitiveness takes over. And as much as you want to have this playful balance with the work <laughs> balance, yeah. you're going to end up doing exactly what you've always done, which is why you are who you are. You're going to go, how the f- do I get it done? Does that seem like Tom Brady so far this year? Not so far, no. No. Right? Yeah, but doesn't bother But just me. wait? <laughs> just no wait. one else getting married right. <laughs> uh, on any more Friday nights in the football season? Okay, so here's how it's going to unfold. 
They play Carolina next week. Yeah, well, that's easy. They better win that game. So they're 4-3. Yeah. Then they have a Thursday night game against the Ravens in Tampa Bay. That is going to be consensus Tom Brady week. When somebody screws up in a standalone game, I just think that's a great matchup for Tampa Bay. I feel like Tampa Bay's defense can win that game. I, I think, honestly, Tom Brady should just sort of sit back, let let the defense win some games, win 11 games this year, and then just... Nobody scares me in the NFC. I know the Eagles could go 17-0. I think, I don't you think... just predicted 17-0 yeah. yesterday. Yeah, and mistaken. even with that, that... yesterday's show? My... Yeah, their schedule is a joke. They've placed nobody like Tom Brady. I just think Tom Brady's looking around this league and saying, just get me there, and I'm going to be dangerous. And also... Chris Goblin's getting healthier. There's a lot of reasons to think that there's improvement. I understand every all the negatives, but are you, I, and you have not said this, yeah. are you, are you going to bet against Tom Brady? Well, at preseason, I picked him to win this, to go to the Super Bowl. I picked him to play the Chiefs. So I, not, be, I don't think that's a bad prediction at all. It'd be disingenuous to me if I said I'm going to abandon ship now. But that was after he had missed training camp for 11 days yeah. and was going to get the Wednesdays off. And I know things got messed up because of the awful weather and the hurricane that was uh, in Florida. But, I mean, to me... It's like he doesn't I, I agree with Roethlisberger. I agree with Fitzpatrick. It it doesn't seem like he listen, besides screaming at his offensive lineman, it just doesn't seem like it's fun to be out there right now. He's forty five years old. He's getting hit a yeah. lot. And this just feels like a grind. He's not getting hit any worse than anybody else, or any worse than he no, ever has. Worse than he used to get hit. I I don't think I think, you know, he's holding he's trying to make a play. He came into last week's game with the fewest pressures, I think, in the NFL. It's Tom Brady. He figures everything out. I'm telling you, you know Brady. Don't I worry. Do. Your Super Bowl pick was was rock was solid. It's rock solid. <laughs> Fast forward to January. The team is going to be so much better. Yeah, he's going to be so much more engaged. He's doing. He's playing all right without practice. He's going to practice six days a week once it gets to crunch time. And then they're in that wild NFC mix with teams like the Cowboys, teams like the Eagles. Okay. To beat him, to slay that dragon is a much bigger task. I have no worries about him at all. All right. You got a different head coach now. No disrespect that to Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is fine. <laughs> yeah, Man that, that part defensive is tough. coordinator. You got a different head coach now. Offense doesn't look like it's in sync. You're not running the ball effectively. And Rob Gronkowski is not walking through that door. And I don't know if Odell Beckham is going to walk through that door or someone else, but it doesn't look like it's going to be Gronk, who just signed up with Fox like two days ago. Yeah, Sam Turk. Does it feel to you like his legacy is impacted significantly by what's been going on last year and then really what's happening this year? And then you throw into the the whole Dolphins report and all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like we're going to look at Brady differently when we look back on his career because well, of what's happening? The Dolphins stuff doesn't even stick to him at all. I, I don't know how. I mean, it definitely take. he was on the yacht. He definitely wanted out. Um, and-, and, and not the Brian Flores stuff. Particularly, I just mean more like the fact that he was trying to become part of an ownership group and bring in Sean Payton and all that part of it. Right, he was doing a little like Machiavelli yeah, but... behind the scenes. I don't think that really sticks to him. I it's gonna it would take so much to denigrate Brady's legacy. However, and it's unassailable. However, we do this thing and we all do it because we're human beings. Where the last thing we saw sticks with us more than the rest of it. You know, and it's such a shame because for athletes, it's kind of not fair, right? Because it's just the aging process and not everyone can go out on top and not everyone can be John Elway. So like it, the last thing stays with us more than, than the first thing. No, I, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think there's anything that happened. I mean, he's doing way better. If last year was his last year, he, his comeback against the Rams was crazy good yep. for an older player. 
Think about any other great player. I know Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl. He, I just pulled up his stat line again. In the year 2015, he had nine touchdowns and 17 picks. That's Nathan Peterman bad. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about that. The only time anyone's put Peyton Manning and Nathan Peterman. <laughs> that, I mean, you, nobody has nine touchdowns and 17 picks in today's game. It's almost nearly impossible. Everybody, and Joe Namath got all that love for getting the divisional round at Kansas City. Nobody gets the Super Bowl like John Elway. He's such an exception. Name a great player, and usually the Joe end Montana, is terrible. Joe Montana, you mean. Joe Montana, yeah. remember I said Joe Namath. Joe, Joe Namath. Joe Namath, yeah. I was like, I don't remember well, that one against Kansas City. Nobody remembers the last team. Most of the guys, yes. no one remembers where Joe Namath, he was with the Rams. No one yeah. remembers Emmett with the Cardinals. Nobody remembers Jerry Rice. What was the last uniform he wore? Seahawks or Broncos? The, the, one of, the one of them, Broncos was camp and Seahawks was on the field. I think Seahawks was his last time. Yeah, actually nobody holds that against him, right? Broncos camp, yeah. Does well, it, they, they don't, with with... Jerry, I think it's a little bit different because he just was holding on for so long that you don't, you kind of just like brush off those years. Maybe he's not a quarterback. Yeah. But there's also, I mean, like you think about Elway, walked away on top. You think about Barry Sanders, uh, Jim Brown. You think about like these, even Jordan, he walked away initially after his second three-peat and then he came back. No, 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 but see, Jordan, and maybe Brady falls in this category, but he doesn't need it. Jordan is so powerful that he has actually erased those last two seasons with the Wizards from everyone's collective memory. That's the power of Jordan. He does a 10-part documentary about himself and only focuses on one season, never even talks about going to Washington. Yeah. Never talks about it. But, but also, he, I think the average fan doesn't think doesn't consider Washington a, a downgrade on his No, legacy. and at the end of the day, he took three years off. He came back at like 38 years old. So people didn't have high expectations, but it's still impacted kind of what we thought initially. But with Brady, it's not just his play on the field. It's just all this nonsense. It's the fact that he, like what Bill Simmons and other people have been saying, that he's like a bad teammate. And it's never been the case before that people were like, he's just not invested. So I feel like maybe we look back. I teammate, but he's finally, he's, you can tell this year, it seems like he's doing the superstar flex. Yes. Right, that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick said. You, no one else gets to go because their buddy is getting married on Friday. Which, by the way, their I mean, buddy's should, an owner of an NFL team. Right, it's a little different. But should we also mention if that really was a surprise wedding, then Brady didn't even know he was going to a wedding. He just thought he was going to a party. So not everybody gets to get excused to go to something like that. He's just sort of flexing the superstar treatment. And I think that's what Fitzpatrick is saying, like that the Bucks are just lucky to have him. And I bet the Bucks are lucky to have. Yeah. Him. And by the way, that's another thing. He's he's forty five, but he's playing. Just fine. He's yeah, he's playing fine. Fifth in the league in passing, eight touchdowns, one pick. I mean, that that's not going to downgrade his legacy. In fact, he, if he can pick it up a little bit, he's going to get right back into that MVP race. It's not that bad at all. So the question is, is this going to be sort of the long goodbye for Brady? I is think, this going to be sort of the, yeah. the mediocre last season that's just fine and he sort of moves on to the next part of his life, which is in the broadcast booth or whatever? Or is this the turnaround and the comeback, and Brady really does that have that Hollywood ending waiting for him? That's what we want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Get involved early and often. We got a lot to get to today, including, oh boy, the Lakers. We got to do it. Not good. Not good one game in, but is that foreshadowing many more things to come? Plus, the Warriors ring ceremony from last night got a little bit awkward. Pretty awkward, actually. We're going to get into all that. Don't move. It is Maggie and Perloff, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Back on Maggie and Perloff. 
Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. How do you think Tom Brady goes out this year? Samter is Mr. Brady is Yeah, tainting the legacy. Tainting the legacy. Seven Super Bowls, and he's tainting the legacy. Why? Because they went to Robert Kraft's, like, uh, you know, Elton John wedding and or he's whatever. Still kind of, Who else is there? Ed Sheeran? He's Big kind Mill? of balling out, too. He's not playing bad. I mean, the Steelers game wasn't perfect, but it wasn't a bad game by any means. Anyway, speaking of aging superstars. Oh, do we or, want to put that on the poll, by the way? Oh. Yeah, at Maggie and Pearl. How will Tom Brady go out? Um, speaking of aging superstars who yeah. are, might be in, are in big trouble. Okay. So I was excited to watch two close basketball games last night. I didn't I get them. My Sixers lost to the Celtics. And then it became very clear to me very early on yeah. that the Lakers have a major problem. It just it just occurred to you right now? Yes. I just think that I think you're gonna need severe, you're gonna need engineers, you're gonna need <laughs> masonry. Just the bricks that Russell Westbrook threw. The fact that you do not cover them. Like honestly, the Lakers cannot be good with Russell Westbrook. I'm getting that vibe a lot there out there. Everyone is apparently where I was last year. Yeah. So I'm hearing predictions that they're going to be a play-in team at, at best. If that, right. LeBron looks awesome. Anthony Davis was healthy. And still, Westbrook is such a such a chucker that was hard to buy. So I think the important question is, like, what are we doing with this Lakers team? Are they going to try to trade for players and become a real contender? Or is the season going to go in a different direction? And it's going to be like Kobe's farewell tour. Similar question to Tom Brady. Yep. Is it just a... Uh, just a last year, last year or two for LeBron where it's about him? Or does this team have any reason to think, hey, we could be a contender? Yeah, it's a great point, and it's a great analogy to bring up Kobe where it was just all about him at the end and making sure that he got the proper farewell and right. just a, a basically a lifetime achievement award you know, at the in his final season, right? And, but, but LeBron doesn't want that, does he? Well, first of all, I don't think this is LeBron's final season, but two... So here's where I'm at with LeBron, and I think it plays into last night's game, which is I think there is a rivalry here with Steph Curry. Mm. And Curry got his fourth ring this past year, this last season. And then you're watching the ring ceremony with the Warriors, and you're looking at this team, and it's like the Warriors are continuing to, like, ascend. You know, this is what their owner has said. We want to have a dynasty. We want to be like the Lakers with Jerry Buss, where they're always in the finals, they're always competing. And it feels like the Warriors are on that trajectory, and it does not feel like the Lakers are there at all. And LeBron's still playing great, but, like, LeBron's got to be thinking about Curry. What if Curry wins two more rings? Like, what does that do for LeBron? I I know that we're all going to say, no, it's LeBron and Jordan one and two. Guys, time is crazy. Like, time will change the arguments on you. We don't talk about Kareem anymore that much. We don't really talk about Bill Russell. May he rest in peace. We don't talk about guys. As you move further away from mm. their primes, it's like we we forget how yep. transcendent certain players were, even the really amazing ones. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Kobe has had a totally different trajectory because he passed away, sadly. So tragic, yeah. Yeah, and he actually, I think, went higher on the list because it was so final and we remembered him. Mm. But Steph is 34 now. Now, we haven't had a repeat championship since KD was on the Warriors. Do you really think he's going to be able to not? The NBA is so competitive right now. I know. There's so many good teams in the West alone. Kawhi is back. The Nuggets have Jamal Murray back. Can he get two titles out of this? So I understand it's an interesting. And if he does, you're right. That is such an incredible task to me. Yeah. It, but it who's brings closer up to another title yeah, right now? No, he's closer. Even, he's closer. He's closer. argument. But I do think that LeBron gets more credit for his titles because he's more of an individual force where Curry's part of this Warriors machine. Oh, now, I, I don't know. I think it's viewed that way. 
I mean, I think it is, but I don't know how the public views it. Like, I think that Steph Curry gets so much credit for transcending the game. LeBron is amazing at playing basketball. He's like all your amazing basketball players like rolled into one, right? right? And he, it's like it was perfected with him. But Steph is a totally different, you know, it's sure. a totally different conversation, right? Because he like literally changed the game with how he was able to shoot. And so I don't know if history, like if Steph won two more, is history going to remember Steph is more important than LeBron or better than LeBron? I don't think so. I, I don't well, think so either, but I get accused of being a, def, a LeBron defender. Well, the thing about LeBron is, you know, he's one of one. He's 6'9", runs a four five forty, can jump 38 inches in the air. Yeah. He's never <laughs> – Steph Curry is the common man. So the, you're right. There's a big Yeah, but there's nothing impact. common about Steph Curry. We know that, right? Well, he, I mean, he looks like us. No, yeah, but, I think he's physically – he's clo- much closer to common than LeBron James. I know, but the thing that nobody gives – or we don't give Steph Curry enough credit for is just how incredible shape he's in that he's constantly running around on the basketball on the basketball court and still has more energy than everyone else at the end of the game. He never gets tired. But you, you will agree that you can copy Steph Curry's game. You cannot copy LeBron's game. I mean, look how many – Steph Curry wannabes have come up. Trey Young jumps to mind. Right. Uh, actually, that's pretty much the only one. I guess there are a lot of guys who kind of shoot from 40 feet around. Uh, Damian Lillard. I just don't think the way, first of all, I think the media favors LeBron over Steph. I, th- I think yeah. I think there's so many LeBron defenders. That, I mean, the fact that they there was this movement to compare him to Jordan, I thought that was driven by the media because Jordan is such a high mountain. I just thought that was a really tough comparison. Yeah, but he's done it. I mean, you can compare them now. It is a conversation you can have. You might not want to have it, but we could have it. Well, I mean, the fact that you're already asking, can Steph Curry pass LeBron James? You think Steph Curry's going to pass Michael Jordan? I just think time will not will not help LeBron in that that debate against MJ. I think when it's all said and done, it's going to be clear MJ and then LeBron number two. Okay, maybe, but... I'm just, and, I, and I don't think Curry. Can you imagine Curry challenging Michael Jordan's legacy? No, but I'm just saying, like I, if Curry continues to win, which I like, you look at the Lakers last night. Does this look like anywhere even resembling a championship team? No. I, want, I look at the Warriors. I'm like, man, they really have kind of set themselves up here. They've got the nucleus. They just paid Jordan Poole. They paid Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins. Like there, you can see the path. With the Lakers, I can't see the path. You want to tell me they're going to trade for Buddy Heald and become a championship team? Like, guys, come on. This is this team needs major root canal. Let's listen to uh, LeBron from last night, right? He's talking about the limitations of this team. I mean, if you be completely honest, we're not a team that's constructed of, of great shooting. And that's just the, the truth of the matter is. It's not like, you know, we're sitting here with uh, a lot of lasers on our team, you know, but that doesn't deter us from still trying to get great shots. And when we get those opportunities, you take them. But we're not sitting here with a bunch of 40-plus career three-point shooting guys. Like, you know, you had a football analogy and you had a bunch of guys that was underneath route runners and you wonder why the quarterback is not throwing 20-plus passes down the field. Okay. You know, that's, that's how the team was constructed. So that don't mean you can't win. Brady did it. Right. Okay. Yes. And but unfortunately, like you can win that way in the NFL if you have Tom Brady and insert whatever Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, whoever you want to say. But in the NBA right now, you have to be able to shoot to win. Yeah. No. It's it's a you're right. It's a big problem. But I want to go back to one thing. How can you you're sitting here arguing and very validly that Steph Curry, possibly with two more championships, very reasonable, could challenge LeBron's place on the all time list. I, listen, 
I think LeBron is, I don't want to say the better player because they're so different right. in their skill sets, but I think you are going to start to hear that. Yes, yeah, I, I, do. I agree with you. Yeah, and, but, I, and, and more importantly, I think that LeBron knows that, and I think Steph Curry, don't forget, the self-proclaimed petty king. I think that he sees it too. But you would never put Steph Curry against Jordan. It's That doesn't work for some reason. That but, doesn't make any sense. But think about it, though. I get it doesn't make much sense because, well, the other thing, too, about Jordan, Jordan did it on the defensive side, too, which Steph, I know we don't give him maybe enough credit for the defense, and that became a big thing in the the finals last year, but Jordan was like all defensive first team type of things. Well, maybe that argument could come into play with LeBron and Steph, too. LeBron is much closer to Jordan in that that respect. But but I'm saying if if Curry wins two more, then he's got six. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think, yes, he's six, six but he's part of a machine. I mean, he's part of, it's different. He's part of a system. Jordan was the son that everyone yeah. revolved around. Steph kind of is as well. I, I don't know. It just it feels like they're very they're so different. It almost feels like an unfair comparison between Steph Curry and LeBron James. They're so different. No, I get they're I, so I get, different. Yeah. But just think about how we are in, because of Jordan, I think for many reasons, we are in a how many rings do you have? Yeah. And that is the measure of, like, the true champion. Like, I don't even know if we should be doing that. Right, but Bob Oria has seven rings, and nobody cares. So, right, but he I'm was like, also a role player. And yeah, actually, yeah. I was listening to a podcast yesterday where Jeff Van Gundy was advocating for Robert Ory to be in the Hall of Fame. So, Oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of get that, by the way. He was a really good player. I'm, but I'm telling but you, man. Time. It's not just that. Jordan was... I can't believe I'm doing Jordan, but Jordan was just so different. Like Jordan, I'm not. I'm not here to take Michael Jordan. That I don't want to have that Michael Jordan yeah. debate. I'm talking about the right now, circa now, yeah. where these two players, LeBron and Steph Curry, have a rivalry that we don't talk mm. about that much. Mostly because LeBron was in the league for what was it about seven years before Curry got in there or whatever. He already had his legacy had already started. But these are the two guys of this generation. Interesting and. Th- yeah, you, you could be definitely right, and I'm sure I'll bet you LeBron sees it that way. That being said, it's such a wild NBA season. Even last year, the Warriors were, you know, did they have the number one seed? I don't think so. They're a really good team. No, I thought, De- did Denver have them? Yeah, one? but it's going to be a battle for the Warriors. The thing is, LeBron is not winning any more titles. That's how it feels right now. Today, after day one, it feels like, okay, LeBron's done. Now Curry is going to chase this thing. And you know who would probably hate to hear that? LeBron. Because <laughs> well, LeBron still, I don't think LeBron cares about the scoring time. I think he wants another ring. I think that's much more important to him. Yeah. Sorry. Suns were not number one, of course. That makes a lot more sense. Um, I agree with you. And I agree with you that LeBron probably wants this to be about the titles. But LeBron is also smart, right? Where he did sign the extension with the Lakers this offseason. Yeah, that's true. And now it's like the all-in. And I think think he's leaving it open for like, you know, one of those – Choose your own adventure books that we used to read when we were kids. Like, like if you can't get to the title, then you have to start getting the scoring title as quickly as possible and try to carve out these sort of individual accolades. That's what's so interesting to me. So you think there's a possibility he plays 37 minutes a night, even when it doesn't help the long-term prognosis for the team just to chase this record? Absolutely. This is just huh. picking up where we left off last season. LeBron made the calculation last year. I mean, he didn't have to be playing at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, gosh, could you imagine Michael Jordan doing something like that in Chicago? Never. Never. Well, let's be honest. That team was a much better constructed. Listen, Jordan wanted to make Jerry Krause, the GM of the Bulls at the time, out to be like the biggest you know villain of all time. But the guy, and he did a lot of things that were wrong, but the guy put together some really good teams. What's this Laker team? LeBron himself said it. They're not built to win right now. They're not uh, built the way that winners are built in the NBA. You know how I feel about Jordan. Jordan could 
probably get to the playoffs with Maggie Gray, Stu Kovacs, Mike <laughs> Samter, and Andrew Perloff. He is okay. Ah, yeah. So Rich is sitting right there. We are. Rich, is, uh, Rich is like coming off the bench. Well, really? I mean, they're five guys on a team. <laughs> Six man of the year. I'm just saying. Um, but there is that intensity. There was that intensity to Jordan. Okay, that is, but that think is hard it. to match. But let's not let's not forget the history though, because before it really all came together for Jordan with the right coach and with the right teammates, he couldn't get by the Pistons. He couldn't get by the Celtics. Yeah. So he tried and failed. Oh, absolutely. No, th- that's true. I mean, LeBron took a long time to get his his the right team around him no as kidding. well. Yeah. No, I mean, but all great did players. drag a really crappy team to the finals. Yeah, yeah, but that team had no prayer. They came out of a yeah. super weak. And as I always say, Dwight Howard dragged the Magic and got swept the following year. So it wasn't like that was a juggernaut. Easy. Anyway, we're getting it. That's, a, that's the thing. You get so you risk the Jordan LeBron debate that I, I wanted to hit myself in the, with a hammer. I every don't want to have that debate. I, I want to have a LeBron Steph debate, but Which, you made it about Jordan. <laughs> well, it's funny because like that's what if you're going to do a LeBron Steph debate, we still have the LeBron Jordan debate. So I don't know. It, it, <laughs> I agree with you. I think you're making a great point, and I think it's going to emerge. But it feels weird because hey, are we still stuck in the LeBron Jordan debate? Now we got this other guy who's challenging you got a multitask, LeBron. Multitask, Perloff. We got this other guy is challenging LeBron. How can that be? <laughs> and then remember, there was that long. Kevin Durant was supposed to be the second best player in the LeBron era too. What happened to that, that guy? You so, know, we put that one on the back burner for right now. So law of syllogism: A put, if A equals B and B equals C, yeah. A equals C. If LeBron is challenging Jordan and you think that Steph could challenge LeBron, does that mean that you think that Steph can therefore that's challenge I, Jordan? I just said that I, five I, minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, this I know. Is the Socratic <laughs> method going on in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, the show. he's the producer. <laughs> the law of uh, syllogism. Syllogi- he was Googling oh. syllogism. That's what no, that, I, I remember like three things the Pythagorean theorem, the law of syllogism, and there's like a couple other like mathematical things I remember from high school. That's it. He's been waiting eight years to break that one out. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> This uh, this LeBron Steph was the right time. And uh, Samter brought up the pre-show. He's like, well, I mean, everybody has a combination of it's either Kareem one, Jordan two, yeah. and a LeBron three. I'm like, no, it's LeBron and Jordan. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the top three. I think are LeBron, I know, Kareem, I know, and Jordan. Whatever order, most people have Jordan one, LeBron two, Kareem three, or whatever. But the top three, I think, is fixed. I think everyone after those three is the debate. You guys are sleeping on Steph Curry here. You're sleeping I love it. on Curry. Uh, we know how these debates go. We know how this happens. Warriors getting rings last night. You got the Warriors now locked and loaded here. I'll tell you what, though. We will get to this in a little bit. The ring ceremony. Yikes. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. It was, but the lead-up to it with the Draymond documentary? I mean, what's going on with that? Just one random question. Would you guys rather have Tim Duncan for 20 years or Steph Curry? Oh, you're going to bring Tim Duncan into the debate? <laughs> Dude, and that you guy get, was. You get upset destroy, with me when I bring up Kevin Garnett. He would destroy a Steph Curry team. <laughs> the person who brings up Tim Duncan is like the person who brings something random to the party. No, it's I It's like don't. everyone brings <laughs> beer and wine, what? and then someone shows up with Goldschlager. That's no. like what happens with An the Tim bucket. Duncan. I pulled what, up the ESPN ice bucket. Because <laughs> right now, Curry's right behind Duncan on the all-time list. He'll probably pass him on ESPN's all-time list. So I don't know how high could Curry get to three or two. That is a really fun question. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Gave you a lot to unpack there. Love your phone calls. You can also weigh in on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl is how you can get in touch with the show. Maggie and Pearl off on Instagram as well. We've got a YouTube channel too. You can go there, check it out, search out our names in the search bar. Coming up, Jerry Jones making threats. What a Jerry ready to throw down. Get to that in just a minute. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Rich Ackerman. 
It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. And give us a call. We have a couple good debates going on. How will Tom Brady go out? Is it going to be in glory, or is it going to be like Brett Favre's last year in Minnesota? And also, a debate emerging. Yeah. Where are LeBron and Steph Curry going to end up on the all-time list? We already have some people saying Steph might have already passed him. I can't believe it. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Can Steph Curry pass LeBron on the all-time list? Let's get it going. Well, I mean, let's just think about what we watched last night. Warriors on the ascent, Lakers on the who knows. Not the ascent. I I don't know what it is. Uh, Warriors on the ascent, uh, don't you need... You have Draymond, Curry, and Clay. They're getting old too, though. But Andrew young... Wiggins was a huge part of that title last year. Jordan Poole had a good had a good playoffs. Like they also yeah. have the young guys coming in the pipeline. Yeah, I know. Is that enough to say they're on a set? But what makes them special is that those guys know each other's games so well. It's a well oiled machine. Poole fits right into that yeah. flow. But it's a. I don't know. Like, are they going to really? They're getting at some point they got to get old too, right? No, I don't. No, but that's why they have the young guys. See, LeBron tried to do this. Well, mm-hmm. he did do it with Anthony Davis. You know, he wanted to play with Anthony Davis because he realized, you know, AD could sort of be the focal point and he would sort of be the one A. It worked to the bubble title, but to be honest, the bubble title. We'll talk about how time, you know, sort of makes things. Time sort of changes our, I don't know, perception of things. Not no offense, Stu, massive Laker fan here, but. I feel like as we get further and further away from the bubble title, it becomes less and less meaningful. Is that wrong? You know. Well, I mean, first of all, I think the bubble, the bubble, and the pandemic was the only reason you had a healthy Anthony Davis. So that's a big part of it. I do think that you could argue with Anthony Davis where he was at that point. They were the best team, but yeah, no, you definitely discount the bubble title to some degree. I'm I don't discounting totally the discount. Dodgers. I'm discounting I, everything that kind of happened there. I know we're still in it. It's not over it, but sports is back to normal. Knock on wood, and that just feels like a fever dream. I mean, how can you really say it's the same as when you had to travel, play against home crowds, stuff like that? But I do think there was something about that team. I mean, they had a, they had a healthy Anthony Davis, a young, and he was great, and they had a young LeBron. A younger LeBron James. I mean, it's a pretty legit squad. We're not saying that they were a joke or anything. I I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying it was so unique that I think as we get away from it, I think it's one of two camps. Either you think it meant more, or it was harder to win because of the isolation of the guys in uh, in Disney World, or you think it was less. Yeah, and what are these these young warriors of the next generation? I don't know if they're really bolstering Steph Kaminga zero points, Wiseman eight points, Uh, Pool is awesome. He had twelve, but. Uh, Moody, that guy never scores any point. He had three points. I just think that, I don't know, it feels like the big three or bust with them. It still feels like the, the core guys there. Do you really think yeah, these well, young the guys are going to... Yeah, do you think these young guys are really going to take over and keep this dynasty going like management has said? I, I, I don't know, but right now the core is still in their prime. Yeah. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Big Dave. He's in Kentucky, wants to weigh in on Brady and LeBron. Dave, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Doing great. Listen, has there ever been a bigger sports icon that's looked around and said, what the hell am I doing other than Tom Brady right now? <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, I think <laughs> to answer your question, I mean, I think that he's, he's going to go down in flames, and I think he's the greatest of all time, but this is not going to have a happy ending. As far as LeBron goes, 
and Steph Curry, it'll never be a fair comparison. Most folks is always will always consider LeBron uh, to be higher on the list. And also, one more thing real quick, I'll hang up, is has there ever been a time in sports history when you've got so many icons that seem to be ready to flame out? And, and the reason I'm saying that, LeBron and the Lakers are going to know where this year. He's going to, he's already clamoring about they don't have shooters. Yep. So they're going to, they'll try to bring in anybody that they can. Tom Brady's done. The, I mean, they're going, the Bucks are going nowhere. Aaron Rodgers looks like that he's getting ready to turn his toes up. And Alabama is no longer the power of the South. So I think. Wait, wait, wait. Big Dave. Big Dave. Who's, what, what's this Tom Brady meltdown look like? Where do you think he's ending the season? Listen, I don't think the season's going to end well at all. I think he's going to retire after this year. And, I, I, you know, Tom Brady should have retired two years ago, in my opinion. But I just, I don't think uh, you could tell there's something. Listen, they have a lot of talent. That's the thing that, that just it doesn't seem to be understandable. The Bucks have a lot of talent. But you can watch them they play. I mean, they are not, they're, they're, there's, that, that fish stinks from the head down. Well, you know, I don't think Tom's Dave, engaged. It's so, obviously, he's got a lot going on with his personal life, which is nobody yeah. else's business, but he is obviously not the same TB12. Yeah. Dave, you bring up some good points here. Thanks so much for the call, as always. And I thought what was interesting, and yeah, we don't want to pry about Brady's personal life. He's also in an extremely high-profile relationship that they've been managing for years. Uh, yeah. So they uh, would understand if maybe the public is a little interested about the world's most famous supermodel and the greatest football player of all time breaking yeah. up. Like, this isn't, I don't feel like I'm, you know, a hyena for being interested in the story. But I get what you're saying. You know what I thought was really funny? Todd Bowles, after the loss to the Steelers, had a quote. We played it, which was people who people on our team who think that they're getting by just on the Super Bowl win have another thing coming. Like, he's not talking about Brady there, but who is he talking oh, about? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's definitely been disappointments. The The, the line's not playing great, but then again, well, some new They lost a lot of guys. Yeah, I don't, and maybe the defense could have done more against Pittsburgh. The thing about the difference between Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles says that he's quiet, really. Uh, Bruce Arians ran out on the field and hit somebody last year. So, I mean, that's a negative, but honestly, like, there definitely seems maybe there was a flame. Maybe getting rid of Bruce Arians is the problem. And now he can't even be on the sideline because Bruce had his sideline privileges revoked, too, because he was arguing with the players on the Saints. Yeah. What are you doing? I, you know, Big Dave said it. There's talent on that team. And honestly, the NFC, NFC South is a disaster right now. Every single player on the Saints is hurt. Oh, my the God. The Falcons, Falcons are right there. They're the biggest challenger. That's the biggest challenger is the Atlanta Falcons. That's where we are. A, a team I thought was going to be gunning for the number one overall Yeah, me pick. too. Frank is in Portland. Hello, Frank. Yeah, hey, thank you guys for taking my call. Great show. But I did want to weigh in on Tom Brady. Yeah. And I will say. First of all, what's so amazing about him, he leaves the Patriots, goes to Tampa Bay, and, oh, just wins the Super Bowl. I know. But I think here's the mistake that it won't damage his legacy. He's Tom. He's the GOAT. But after they had won the Super Bowl, you come back for one more season, and I think he should have hung him up. Is he going to be guilty of hanging on a little too long? Uh, maybe so, but I, to me, he's still number one. Yeah. Frank, appreciate the call. Thanks for making it. It's not a crime to stick around for a year or two when you were second in MVP voting last year. Like, I get why he wanted to come back. And he's, again, he's not that bad. It's not Russell Wilson bad. Now, if he was playing like Russell Wilson, it would be a disaster to come back. But he's still playing okay. Like, everyone would say, "Uh," you come away from every game and be like, 
Brady was okay. They didn't lose because of him. It's not. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Every game looks like a Tom Brady game. Every game, look, yeah, he's going to throw a bunch of seven-yard passes. <laughs> it's going to be kind of close. A lot of passes to Leonard Fournette. Oh, Some it, nice passes to Godwin. Yeah, I know, but he's not He's not really trying to go downfield too much. You're right. You know You know who he misses. This could be the most obvious. He could use a little Gronk. He needs that safety blanket, that guy that he can trust. I don't think Gronk wants any yeah, part of this. I, I think you're right. Gronk's already come back a couple times. Gronk's had a lot of surgeries over the years, you know. Yeah, and uh, so and Bray, it, Bray can't be in good shape. No, I mean, he was carted off the field. Yeah, uh, so there's definitely the weapons are there. I have faith in Julio Jones. That's who. I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's the Calvary. You're the guy who says that wide receivers, once they hit thirty, basically just put them in the grave. <laughs> Maggie's not them; it's their hamstrings. <laughs> it's so yes, dark. They, and I relate to that. The hamstrings retire three years before they do. I relate to, to that. Uh, when I was at the Dan Patrick Show, we had a hundred yard dash contest with the. Four producers, actually three of them. The yeah. fourth one didn't even fake it. Two of us <laughs> pulled up halfway through, totally, by the way, totally cold. We didn't warm up at all. We're like, all right, let's race the 100 yard dash. Two of us pulled up with hammy injuries. Yeah. Mine is still lingering like four <laughs> years later. So I totally relate. I don't know if you guys do that. I'm still hurt from the 40 at the, yeah. at the draft. I know. By the way, that you was, guys, 40s, that was in March. You guys went all out. Maggie, I was amazed that your hamstrings held up. You were flying. I am healthy as an ox, guys. I really am. I might not like uh, project that, but it turns out. I'm in phenomenal shape. <laughs> well, it's not being healthy. It's how limber are you? How do you Apparently get... super limber. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like, are I haven't touched my to toes healthy? in a long What's that? time. Are you... oxes known to be healthy? You've never heard that? Healthy as an ox? Yeah, strong yeah. No, that's I've heard. I don't know if I've heard it. Healthy as oh, an ox. Oh, you're right. Maybe strong as an ox. Healthy no, as a horse? No, I think that's a thing. I think that's a thing. I'm healthy as a... I don't know. Healthy as a... Maybe I'm thinking strong as an <laughs> yeah, ox. Yeah. I think I botched that one. Thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> Mike no, she's also, a, she's also a lot faster than an yeah, I. She totally nailed that. I don't know she if beat I'd me be, on the forty. I wouldn't be stepping to me. I beat you by like a full second. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Coming up, Super Bowl champion quarterback Sean King joins us next.